everybody puts in their resume, especially if they have it written by a resume writer. I am, you know, energetic, creative, um, out of the box thinker. Yeah, but everybody said that this morning. I read 400 of these. So don't tell me. Show me. Hello, listener. And thank you for tuning in to a very special 50th episode of Recruiting Hell. Our guest today is somebody who is probably the biggest guest we've ever had on the show. And it's my pleasure to bring you his content over the next few episodes here to look forward to helping you with your job hunt. We've come a very long way in a very short time. And this episode is dedicated to all of you who have tuned in week after week to learn about better ways to hunt for a job. And now, without further ado, the 50th episode of Recruiting Hell. Life is going great, until one day, you're out of work. No matter how it happened, you need to find a new job, pronto. The problem is, no one ever taught you how to navigate the ever-shifting and ever-changing wasteland of applying for a job in the modern market. I'm Rob Conlon, and here on Recruiting Hell, I help people get jobs. I'm on a mission to help educate 10,000 job seekers on the best ways to get hired in the modern job market. No matter your field, this show is designed to help you level up your job hunting game and escape the many circles of recruiting hell. Step into my studio and let's get you the hell out of here. This episode of Recruiting Hell is generously supported by our friends at CoinList, one of the fastest growing companies in the cryptocurrency space. CoinList is hiring. Visit www.coinlist.co slash jobs to apply. Tell them Rob sent you. Hello and welcome to Recruiting Hell. I'm your host, Rob Conlon. Part of the reason for the challenges that we have in job hunting is that finding work in the modern era has been systematized and mechanized to a point where we're all simply a string of zeros and ones in most application systems. It's pretty tough to differentiate yourself when heartless computers are doing the application sorting and don't necessarily understand the nuances of your resume. And that's why a major part of our mission here to educate 10,000 job seekers through this show is to help you find better ways to apply for jobs that are able to reach the more human side of the application process. Today, we bring on a tremendous resource for these strategies. David Perry has been involved in the hiring and recruiting business for over 30 years and has not only seen the evolution of the hiring process from the recruiting side, but has also used his vast knowledge to create amazing resources for job seekers. David is the managing partner of Perry Martell International, author of Guerrilla Marketing for Job Hunters 3.0, and recipient of the Queen Elizabeth II Diamond Jubilee Medal, which means he's in a very exclusive club that has been honored by the world's favorite monarch for his work in giving back to his home country of Canada via building schools. He's here today to continue that amazing trend of giving by helping us with some pretty mind-blowing strategies, a few unique approaches, and some fun stories that you can help to power up your own job hunt. David, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rob. I'm happy to be in recruiting hell. <laughs> You're one of the few people, I think. Excellent. So, hey, as one of my other favorite podcasts out there says, it's time for all meat, no filler. So let's dive into this, you and I. Uh, today, we probably had one of the most incredible pre-podcast meetings that I've actually ever had in, in the roughly 50-some episodes of this show that exist. 
you and I talked for 90 minutes, which is kind of wild. And listeners, if you are thinking like, wow, that doesn't seem like hugely long. The average like pre-call for this show and many other podcasts is like 30 minutes or less. So David, you described some amazing strategies that I really enjoyed. And, and it was a great preview for me that have helped a lot of people that you know and that you've worked with get jobs throughout the years. The one that really stuck with me, though, and probably because it's that that alliteration, C-C-C, is called a coffee cup caper. What the heck is that, and how do we use it to get a job? Well, actually, it's called the Starbucks coffee cup caper because nobody doesn't like Starbucks. Okay, so that, you can go and Google this, you know, put a brackets around Starbucks Coffee Cup Caper, mm-hmm. and you'll get it all explained to you um, through Google. But uh, the Starbucks Coffee Cup Caper is, uh, is, is pretty simple, and uh, you use it when you're going after your top 10 list, which I think we're going to talk about sometime tonight. So essentially what it is, there's a bunch of components. There's a gorilla resume. It's a one-page resume. There's your cover letter. There is an empty Starbucks cup. Never been used, folks. Do not save up your Starbucks cups and try and reuse them. Seriously, we've had people do this. Doesn't work. Oh, really? Uh, if, no, seriously. I'm not making this. You can't make this shit up. You just can't. And you go down to uh, Staples and you buy a, a mailing box that's about three inches by three inches by three inches square and about a okay. foot long. They cost, uh, I think, nine bucks for ten of them. So there's the box. There's the cup. There's the letter. There is the resume, and you roll these things up together, stick them in, you roll your, your resume and your cover letter, put them in the cup, put the cup in the box, seal the box, and then you send it to a hiring manager. You already know the name of the hiring manager. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But you know the name of the hiring manager, you know their address, and you send it by FedEx, not, not Brown, nobody else. FedEx, two-day delivery. And it's two-day because it's cheapest, and right. when they deliver it, you get a ping in your email. So you wrap this thing up and you throw it in the mail. And what happens is it gets delivered and you get an email. And then you phone the hiring manager about 45 minutes after you get this email because you have the hiring manager's phone number. You pick up the phone and say, hey, Rob, David Perry, I think you just got my package. And they're looking around like there's, you know, cameras on the walls. <laughs> and they start, to, they laugh. We have never had this blow up on, on anybody. And what it does really? is, you know, and the letter sh- says, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I want to meet, I want to meet you for a coffee. That's the whole reason you're sending a coffee cup caper. Love to have a coffee. And uh, if you're sending it to someone in a different city, the, 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 the um, cover letter simply says, and I've included the coffee. And you just put it in one of those freeze-dried, they're not called freeze-dried, they're called micrograms from sure. Starbucks. And you st- stick it in the box, and what it, no, no one turns down coffee. It, it just doesn't happen. So what that does is it starts the conversation. Because most people, that's the most difficult thing, right? They can get the job if they can get the interview. They can get the interview if they can get hold of the hiring manager. So the Starbucks coffee cup caper, um, we, a friend of mine uh, designed this about 10 or 12 years ago. It's probably been used, I don't know. 10,000 plus times. It's been used so often, Rob, that if you go into, we know this, I have two daughters that have worked in Starbucks, but you can go into a Starbucks anywhere in North America and tell them you need 10 never used empty Starbucks cups. And and somebody will likely to say, is that for the Starbucks coffee cup keeper? And you can laugh and say yes, and they'll give them to you. They'll give you the cups. So that's the Starbucks wow. coffee cup caper. It is extremely effective. 
Interesting. So, okay. So now we've, I didn't realize how much this tied in to the second question we're going to ask here in just a little bit, which was the top 10. So I feel like I've put the cart before the horse a little bit here, but I want to follow up just a little bit on, on this Starbucks coffee cup caper feel, I guess, because the, you're saying you, you found all this stuff, all this information about a hiring manager and you're sending them a package and then you're calling them and be like, you got my package, right? And how do we make that not feel stocky, David? <laughs> it's not because you don't say you got my package. You say, you see, you got my delivery. This is David Perry. I see you just got my delivery. And they, and, the, and uh, people laugh. I mean, I'll give you an example. In fact, we actually still have the, the audio. I had a guy on uh, one of our uh, job search boot camps a couple of years ago, maybe six or seven years ago. Sales guy. And he wouldn't, and this was, this was uh, day eight on the boot camp. And he adamantly would not do this. We got to the end of week two and he should have done this. And it was Friday. And, you know, I guess he's just having a a bad day. And uh, he said, you know, this is the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I said, you know what? I said, uh, you may be right. It may be really stupid, but you have to do it. And here's what we're going to do. You pick a company that you want to work for and that you've tried to get into and um, you've got a got an adamant no. Pick somebody you want to work for, and you got an adamant no. And you do the Starbucks coffee cup caper on them. His name was Jeff. And I said, and if you don't, you're fired. I said, we'll talk Monday, and you're fired. I'll give you back your money. Don't care. You're out of the boot camp. So uh, he did it. And we, we and the reason we know he did it is because middle of the afternoon on Monday. I get this email sent to me with a voice clip on it. And the, and the voice clip is this woman who was working for this company. So here's what happened. Jeff had gone to this company he wanted to work for, and he'd sent in a resume three times over two years, never got a response. So he sent the coffee cup caper to this VP of sales. VP of sales. And she she, she called him back. I mean, you know, the, what you put in the letter is all dictated. But she called him back, and she said, Hi, Jeff, my name is... And I, I got your, your very creative uh, package today, and I am a huge Starbucks fan. Now, I have no idea if, uh, if we have something that would be suitable for you, but I'm going to have so-and-so, and so-and-so uh, I give you a call because that certainly warrants uh, a meeting. Now, if it ended there, that would be fine. So he sends us this. We get on the call on Monday. It's going to do Monday, Monday morning marching orders. And... Um, He's telling us all this stuff. And I just happened to be in Milwaukee about a month later. And uh, Jeff comes down to meet us. He's just outside Chicago. And he dr- drives down to meet us. And you can't, I got the video. You can't make this up. And we're sitting around having lunch. And I asked him, you know, so what was the best thing you learned on the course? And all of a sudden, his phone rings. It's the employer. No. Oh, you can't make this up. I, I got it on video. So we're sitting having lunch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And the go ahead. phone rings. I got this all on video. And the phone rings, and it's Jeff. And he takes the phone call. He's getting the offer right in front of Steve and I at lunch, right? And That's so incredible. he hangs up, and he says, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, like, shouldn't you call your bride-to-be? He's getting married in three days. I said, shouldn't you call your bride-to-be? And tell her to phone her father because it's okay. He's not giving a, he's not giving away his only daughter to a bum now. So he accepts the offer, goes on his gets married, goes on his honeymoon, comes back, starts a job. Wow! All True because story. of a coffee cup caper. 
all because of the coffee cup caper. And this is the guy that did not believe. He did not believe it. We were friends, for, you know, we've been friends for years. But, and I have that video. I still have it. I got it on the, one of the websites. I should put it up. Um, just for you totally said. Oh, it's, it's just, but we get to stop this. So this is real life, right? Right. Yes. This is, this is real life. And, it, you know, this is an example of everybody puts in their resume, especially if they have it written by a resume writer. I am, you know, energetic, creative, um, out of the box thinker. Yeah, but everybody said that this morning. I read 400 of these. So don't tell me, show me. You know, the biggest thing you can do as a job hunter, especially in the digital age, is go analog. Go analog. Go analog. You know, we always tell people, if you're going to apply online, phenomenal. Apply online. Your resume is, you know, you're, you've got a one in a thousand chance, maybe one in ten thousand chances. It's going to be sucked in by the ATS and it's going to either spit it in or going to spit it out. And I'll tell you a secret in a second, but you can't. If anybody listening to this cannot tell anybody that I told them this, I'll get in real trouble again. <laughs> Okay, but so if if you're going to apply online, do yourself a favor. Take a piece of paper, an envelope, and a stamp, and and apply again. But this time, put it in the mail. Nobody gets penalized for applying twice. True. You don't know if that digital thing is ever going to get through. You have no clue, right? And they don't phone you up because they didn't get it and say, "Hey, I didn't get your stuff because they don't know you exist." So send them a paper copy. Nobody's ever been denied an interview because they sent uh, two resumes. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean, and David, David, you said the best. You know, the job hunting is, is hard. And it sucks and it's awful. And it's something that you mentioned the other day too was about this. And I think this is where we're going to get to the top ten. You said that we aren't taught how to job ah. hunt ever. Well, how many show of hands, folks, in the right. crowd now? How many people in the crowd, show of hands, are using their advanced math skills today? Eh, none of you, right? Me neither. Okay, me neither. Why couldn't they teach me something interesting and useful in school? I loved home economics. I learned to cook. Right? Oh, sure, yeah. Obviously, I show. Why couldn't they teach me how to get a job? I mean, that's a I have good my own question. Theories. I have my own theories, but why? And, and, and most schools that do this only do it the last week before you graduate. And they tell you, you know, apply everywhere, talk to your, you know, your parents, friends, and talk to your, and every, let everybody know you're looking for a job. And, and that's just bad advice. And that's the, that's the basis of networking, right? Leaving your life in other people's right. hands. So we're going to, I know we're going to talk about networking with the newly departed. So I'm going to be quiet now and just follow your lead, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all good, my friend. But hey, you know, You've had folks in the past who sought you out to do something a little bit different than that, what you described there with the, hey, talk to your parents, talk to your friends, talk to your friends' parents thing. It's your last week of high school. Now you're in, now you're in the adult world. You, uh, you called these people that you want to talk to the recently departed, as you said. The newly and departed. The new, yes. Yeah, like you want to reach us, to, you want us to reach out to dead people. Like, yeah, what's no, up? I, I, you know, I was telling Psychic, so Psychic Sue, I've been on Psychic Sue's show, wonderful lady, and I and I told her at the front end of the show, Suzanne, this is nothing about dead people, so just make sure everybody knows that before I agree to do this. So here's the concept. Everybody believes that networking is the best way to find a job, and there's been all kinds of quote-unquote studies and articles that have come out about it. Here's the absolute truth about networking. Hey listeners, we're going to take a quick break here for some of the business side of running a podcast. These sponsors not only believe in this show, 
but they may have a product, service, or even an open position that can help you end your job hunt. Give them a listen and drop by their websites in thanks for their help in supporting this show and your work search. Hey folks, it's Rob. A lot of times on this show, we talk about the power of networking to find a job. Well, networking is exactly how we wound up partnering with our newest sponsor, CoinList. So you're asking yourself right now, Rob, what is CoinList? Well, CoinList is a San Francisco and New York City-based technology company that provides investors with access to the most cutting-edge investment opportunities in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space. On CoinList, investors can access the best new crypto tokens before they list on other crypto exchanges, and it pays to be early in crypto. Now, right now, they have two special offers for listeners of Recruiting Hell. The first, as a Recruiting Hell listener, you'll earn $10 of Bitcoin when you create an account and trade at least $100 worth of assets on the CoinList trading platform. That's right, you heard me, free Bitcoin. Just visit www.coinlist.co slash recruiting hell to get started. The second is something that could end your time in recruiting hell altogether. CoinList is hiring. You heard me right, CoinList could be your next great opportunity for work. Excited about cryptocurrency? Got a passion for technology? Find CoinList's open positions today at coinlist.co slash jobs. That's coinlist.co slash jobs. And when you do, be sure to tell them Rob sent you. We're back. A big thank you to our sponsors for their offerings as well as you for considering them. On with the show. Nobody knows. Again, audience, raise your hand if anybody has ever sent you a, uh, a survey after you got a job and asked you how you got it. No. Not a person. Right? Nobody knows. Study has never, ever ever been done. I used to have this discussion with Dick Bowles, who wrote uh, Parachute, God rest his soul, and we used to laugh, but because it's so antidotally, networking is the best way to find a job, because most people find a job that way, but I'll, but it's only after they spent 40 weeks doing everything else and they trip over something, because the average job search is 38 to 40 weeks. We'll talk about that in a second. So mm-hmm. networking doesn't work unless, and I'll tell you why it doesn't work. It doesn't work because you're trying to, most people are trying to network into a company they want to work for. They can make their top 10 list of companies, then they try to network their way in to find out about the job and all that kind of stuff. And there's two problems with that. One is when, it's in, when you're in a slowdown, you know, the, the, the executives will come down, down from the tower on, on high into the cafeteria, grab everybody. Everybody <laughs> thinks you're going to get laid off and fired. And they go, listen, it's really bad. And they go, oh, no. And then and they say, so we have a hiring freeze, and everybody goes, whew, dodge that bullet, right? Right. So all of a sudden, there's a hiring freeze. What does that mean? Well, a hiring freeze means they're not hiring any more people. It doesn't mean they're, going, they're not going to replace the ones that retire. So we can talk about churn a little bit later. But here's what happens when it comes to networking. And I'll use a, an example that I've used on stage many times, and I normally get taken up in the back of the woodshed afterwards. But here's what happens. Company A is in real trouble. Sales are down. And the executives come down. They say, we've got a hiring freeze. And nobody gets laid off. And about an hour and a half later, Jesus comes walking in the reception door. Jesus. Water walker sandals the whole nine yards. And he says, hi, I'm Jesus. I'd like to talk to the CEO or the hiring manager or whatever about a job because I can solve your problems. And the receptionist says, we have a hiring freeze. We're not hiring anybody. 
anybody that's working at that company is going to tell you we're not hiring anybody. So if you try to network into a company that way, you're going to get stopped at the front door. Okay. So there's an alternative. And this is where this comes in. And this is how recruiters do this, smart recruiters anyway. What you want to do is you want to, you want to network with people who used to work at the companies that you want to go into. Why? Because they're not prohibited from telling stories. They're not prohibited from having an opinion. They're not prohibited from sharing. And they will tell you whether the hiring manager or the department you're going into is run by a great person or a schmuck. So what you do to find this out is if you pick your top 10 companies, and we'll talk about what you have to stop doing as soon as possible. Today, everybody should stop applying for jobs. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, you make a list of your top 10 companies you want to work with, companies that uh, can use your skills, that have problems that you can solve, you think. So what you do is you make, make that list, you pick your, take the name of your first company, you put it in Google, and right next to the name of the first company, you put the word resume, and then you put um, the department you want to go into. So pick a company. Um, pick a company in your town, Rob. Uh, let's go with Miller Brewing because it's Milwaukee. Miller Brewing. So two words, Miller Brewing in brackets. Okay. Mm -hmm. The next word, resume. The next word, marketing, because we want to want to go to the marketing. Sure. But yeah. It could be operations, could be sales, could be administration. Put that word in and change. And then the next word is a negative sign, and without any spaces, apply. Okay. I'll tell you why that is in a second. Okay. So what that tells Google to do is go away and bring me back the resumes of everyone who's ever worked in the marketing department at Miller Brewing. And the reason you say minus apply is you take out, when you say minus apply, it, it'll block out all the ads, okay? So what you want are the resumes of people who used to work there. You just Google through them and you find somebody that's been there, you know, has left in the last six months to a year. It's a resume, you got their name, the phone number's right there, you phone them up and say, hey, Rob, I just read your resume. What's happening in their head? Oh, my God, I'm getting called by a recruiter. Goody, goody. And then you say, you know, I'm doing some research, and I noticed that you used to work in marketing at Miller Brewing. Would you mind if I asked you a couple of quick questions? And nine times out of ten, they'll say, no, what do you want to know? And that one time out of ten, they'll be annoyed, and you'll say, oh, I'm sorry, is this is a bad time. I can call you back later. Then, they, then they'll apologize, like any good Canadian. And they'll right. ask you a question. <laughs> and, and so what happens is, if you do that for your top 10 list of companies, you get to find out firsthand, behind the scenes, the real pluses and minuses of a company. You get to understand if that's the kind of company that you want to work for, right? Right. Because if they say, oh, that, you know, the guy's a, the guy's a slave driver and he's gone through uh, 15 product managers in the last two years. Well, you know, if that's not your thing, you know, being roadkill, maybe you want to avoid that, right? Right, definitely. So this is a this is a great way to self-select out companies that you think you might be interested in and save yourself a lot of time. Because otherwise, what you're going to try and do is take your top 10 list of companies. You're going to spend the next weeks, couple months, trying to find someone in those companies who works there now that's going to answer your questions and invite you in. Because even though you're a stranger, they can sense over the phone that you are a fantastic individual and they want to go to bats for you. No. Network with the newly departed. Decide if that company is worthy of your even applying. And then as you're asking this person 
um, what it's like to work there, you know, you with the, the second or third questions, you go, well, you know, like what are the what are the burning issues, and they'll tell you. So when you do your resume for your coffee cup caper, uh-huh. or you do your cover letter, you say, "Dear Rob, CEO, Vice President of Marketing, Director of Operations, Manager Guy, at Miller Brewing, my name is, and." These are the kinds of things that I have solved. I'm being very you know, unsophisticated. These are the three biggest, th- biggest three issues I solved at such and such a company. Well, when Rob gets this, he goes, oh, oh, oh really? Wow. So he's reading your, I, I've solved these three problems. They happen to be Rob's problems. Same three oh that you've got. Yes. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, and you, send, and, and you end off the letter with the coffee cup caper saying, you know, I'll be, I'm going to be calling sooner than you may think because you're waiting for that 45 seconds, right? Uh, or those 45 minutes to, for, to get the package there. Yeah. And then you pick up the phone and uh, you, you, know, you go right into the, the close to have a coffee. And you're not selling yourself. You know, you say, Rob, listen, I, I know these are your problems because I've done my research. You know, I talked to Shelly and Bob and George and they all say hi um, or not, if, you know, if they don't give you permission. Right, yeah. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I've solved these problems. I understand they're yours. More than happy to have a cup of coffee and see if I can help you. Oh, I'm not hiring anybody. That's fine, Rob. You know, I'm not necessarily looking for a job. Well, I am, but you may or may not be the company for me. But I know I can solve these problems. So if you want to have a coffee, I'm uh, I'm available. You know, this time, this time, this time. Got it. I, I mean, I, I can give countless examples of my kids have done it out of high school and college. We've had CEOs do this to chairmen of the board and everything in between. This is novel. This is interesting. And it's a coffee, for goodness sake. People will go and have a coffee. Definitely. They might not have it in COVID. So you're going to send the freeze-dried one instead. But you're still going to have a a, a coffee over Zoom. Got it. So we've tied, definitely, we've tied the coffee cup caper to the sort of seeking out and the recently departed. And now, again, I almost felt like I put the, the cart before the horse. David, tell us how to find the top 10 list. So do you want me to tell you about the the, 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 the monster hack, you know, because or the LinkedIn hack or the Indeed hack? Or do you want me to just tell you how to do it in Google? Why not both? Well, that, that's a trick question because it works the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Sorry, I got to have a little bit of fun here. I liked so it. I liked it. If, if So it's really simple. You know, we have an exercise um, – Actually, I have, a, I have a paper on COVID um, that uh, takes people through, uh, it's free, uh, takes people through a, a three-page overview of what skills do you like to use. Okay. So, you know, it's very, very simple. But if you can figure out what three skills you like to use, that you want to use, and that people might pay you for, and we'll get to that in a second, then what you do is you go to Monster, indeed, or whoever, but you go to Monster and you throw in those three skills. Then you hit the search button, and you know what you get? You get every single job description that needs those, that talks about and needs those skills. So what you do is you start reading through these job descriptions and go, oh, that's in that industry. Never even thought about that. Oh, I didn't know they used those skills. You know, like uh, I, I am a scuba instructor who speaks uh, Spanish and likes to build huts or something like that. You can throw almost anything into Monster and you'll come up with a 
jobs that, that take those skills. And then what you do is you sort, sort through those and you decide, okay, well, I want to be one of these. And I can, that sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. So you're finding jobs that use those specific skills. Are you with me so far? So far, yes. Okay. So understand every job that's advert for every job that's advertised, there's about 10 that aren't. We call it the hidden job market. Right, the dark right? job market. It's not exactly. really yep. hiding. It, you know, don't be paranoid. It's not hiding on you personally, uh, but for a variety of reasons, the job um, hasn't been advertised. So, for every job you find, there are ten more just like it. For every job you find in a in a company, there are probably eight or ten companies just like that one. So, all of a sudden. From the three skills, now you're branching out into, oh, I can go in this industry, this industry, this industry, and in this industry, well, I like, the, I like this company, but, you know, their competitors are A, B, and C. All of a sudden, you're starting to build your list. Okay. You're not looking, you're not looking for jobs. It doesn't matter whether the company has an opening. It's totally irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. You know, if, if you ask the question, how do you turn yourself into a blue chip stock? I'll answer that. So you don't need to find a company that's got an opening. You just need to find a company that will buy those skills. And then when you start looking into those companies and you start to ask the questions about from the newly departed, you know, who's in charge? What are their issues? All of a sudden, you know, are they good to work for? All of a sudden, you're taking that list of 10. It may go grow to 20 or 30, and you pair it back to 10 again as you start to get those questions answered. That's how you find your, your top 10 list. Got it. Okay. So then tying it back to a coffee cup caper, when we are looking at, you know, so we find our top 10. We, we've yep. taken the skills. We've sorted them through LinkedIn or Indeed or whatever job search engine we're using, and we found 10 companies in maybe 10 different industries that all have the the three skills that we're we're in, and they may be very new to us. So when I'm boxing up a coffee cup caper for one of these, what what does my gorilla resume look like? And then also, what does my gorilla cover letter look like? Um, so the, the, the resume, a gorilla resume is a one-page resume. Okay. It is accomplished, com- accomplishment-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, it ha- in the body, down the left-hand side of the page are the logos of the companies that you work for or maybe the schools that you went to. If you're in sales or marketing, perhaps they are the um, clients that you've sold to. Mm. But it's one page. There are logos down the left-hand side of the page. Um, when you send this to somebody, they don't think it's a resume. And then as you're reading it, you know, you've got your um, summary, which is, you know, I am a sales crusader or I am a um, help desk operator uh, uh, par excellence. And then you have your top three skills and your top three accomplishments, skills you know they're going to use because you've already researched them. Right. And the accomplishments that are going to resonate with that hiring manager. You know, a lot of books and almost every, you know, um, uh, coach I've ever listened to or job search guy I've ever talked to, they say, you know, you have to customize your resume. Now, for most people, they think, oh, i got to change the name and the address of where I'm sending the resume. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's like a, it's almost like a wedding proposal. It's got to be special and it's got to be for that 
one person. It's got to mean something to that one person. I love that. I am totally... That is going to be a graphic for this show, just so you know. Job, <laughs> job post, job resume should be like wedding proposals. They should be special to the person. Doesn't matter who it is, because the wedding proposal that worked on my wife is not the one that's going to have worked on your wife, or the one that's going to go work on his husband or future husband or whatever it might yep. be. That's I love that, David. That's that's excellent. It, well, thank you, and that's I've actually never had it spit back that way because it's never come out of my mouth that way. So this is good. I've learned something too, and I'll remember that as well because I'm going to get a copy of this. So uh, that's what happens when you're networking with – that's why you want to network with the newly departed. That's why you want to find out that information. That's how you set up the entire system so that every single piece of literature that goes out doesn't have to be changed much, you know, name, all that kind of stuff, but the accomplishments have to be relevant to the reader that's going to get it. And now what you have to do is make sure the reader's going to get it. So whether it is the coffee cup caper or the Trojan thank you note or the uh, email chain letter, doesn't matter. Your information has to make sense to the person that's going to get it. Do, does that help? Absolutely. And those other two strategies, we're going to talk about those in a little bit. But uh, I want to I linger on this one just a, a pinch longer because this one seems like of all of them, the one that is the most networking involved and and this i want to circle back to the the part of interviewing sort of the recently departed david because we we've talked about on this show in past episodes um listeners if you're looking for more of the networking for the give stuff go check out episode 24 with laurie rifkin uh but the question i have for you david is when i call somebody up and say hey i saw you left you know miller brewing what's what's in it for them i guess is 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 the question is you know i'm doing research for me but how do i Spin is not the word I want to use, but how do I but bring value to that person? Well, you're letting them help you. <laughs> People are genuinely nice. It's in the book, the actual uh, opening line. But uh, you essentially say, hi, Rob, my name's David Perry, and I found your resume on Google, and I knew that you used to be the operations director over at um, Miller Brewing, mm -hmm. and um, I'm doing a bit of research. Would you mind if I asked you a couple of questions? What is offensive about that? Nothing. You're absolutely especially, correct. Dude. Especially the way you deliver it. You know, I'm doing some research. I'll give you an example. Uh, Anita and I, that's my business partner, Anita Martell. Anita and I were giving a course for a bunch of generals and admirals that were retiring. Okay. And, and we're going to go, I needed to go out and get real jobs. That's what they said, not me. I think they have <laughs> real jobs. I think they have real jobs that so don't get me in trouble. So they needed to go out and get new jobs. And, and we're going through, I'm explaining networking with the newly departed. And there's a, there's a guy at the back of the room. There's about 40 of them, only two women. And the guy at the back of the room says, bullshit. And I said, pardon me? He says, bullshit. And I said, okay. I turned to Anita and I said, uh, I said uh, we have, what time is it? She told me. And I said, we got time for a break? She said, yeah. I said, okay, everybody, except you, Mr. Bullshit. Yeah. Back at the back of the room. Uh, who turned out to be a three-star uh, Navy admiral, by the way. Wow. I said, everybody else, you got a 15-minute break. Go do your stuff. You, come up, coming up front. So he comes up front, and I said, here's what we're going to do. You tell me the name of some company that you think you'd like to work for. Okay? Okay. I'm going to show you how this works. So we spent about five minutes, and I showed him how this worked, and I found somebody, um, resume, at the company that uh, he wanted to work for. And I said, okay, when everybody comes back in, I'm going to do this live. 
So, so I, I put my, uh, my iPhone down, whatever it was, and I dialed the number, put it on speakerphone, everybody's around me, and I go, hi, Billy, um, my name's David Perry, and I just found your resume on Google, and I understand you used to work at IBM in the program department for you know, naval frigates. I said, and I'm doing some research. Can I ask you a couple of quick questions? And he goes, yeah, I'd love to help you, but right now I'm in the middle of something. Can you call me tonight after hours? I said, absolutely, Billy. What's your number? And I wrote it down. I said, thank you very much. I'll call you tonight. And I hung up. That's how you do it. It takes wow. that much time. Okay. And, and again. And, and, and you know what? People say, oh, I can't call a stranger. And I got in trouble doing this, but I can't call a stranger. I said, well, you know what? Yeah, you can. No one has ever died by calling someone and having them yell at you on the phone. You won't uh, it, it get eviscerated. You won't, you won't die because someone yells at you on the phone. And I have never in 35 years of dialing for dollars as a recruiter had anyone yell at me ever. Doesn't happen. So it's not going to happen. I said, and by the way, if you're concerned, then pick out the names of three pig farms in your area and pull this on pig farms instead. You're probably not going to want to go work at a pig farm, right? Most right. people won't. So this is called a throwaway in sales. We're going to try this to see if it works. And if it doesn't work, I haven't blown anything. So don't start with your top 10. Start with a couple that you don't think you're ever going to work there anyway. I said this, by the way, in Saskatoon when I was giving a speech. Who happened to be in the front row? It was, it was Friday night. They had invited six or 700 students that were, uh, that were graduating that uh, summer. I was given a speech on, I was given a session on a Saturday. So I said, listen, you want to invite them in Friday night? We'll do a session for just for the students. And this guy walked in, older guy, in his 60s or 70s, and uh, sat in the front row. And he was, he was inebriated. He was a, yes, you got it, drunk pig farmer. We had to call security. No. You can't, I, you can't make this up. <laughs> we have this on video. We had to have him removed. So I don't make that. I don't make that joke anymore, and I don't take I don't talk about resume lingerie much anymore either, because that that's another one that gets me in trouble. Gotcha. But you you made an excellent point there, David. When when you said that you might have some other folks don't necessarily practice on your top ten. A very very uh, influential sales coach of mine actually told me don't practice on money. If you know what I mean. If yeah. You're, exactly. If you're selling something, whether it's yourself or an actual you know widget, you don't practice on money. Do you do a couple throwaways? Make yourself comfortable. Sure. Definitely. Great stuff. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to our 50th episode of Recruiting Hell. We could not be here without you. This conversation with David will continue again next week. He has so much to share about how to power up your job hunt going forward, and we'll make sure we take it from there with more of his strategies to help you get hired. As we draw this episode to a close, remember, you are worth more than your work. Your value to society is not dictated by what you do to pay your bills. Job hunting is difficult, no matter your age, gender, location, or background, and it's both acceptable and to your benefit to seek every bit of help in conquering this challenge. For more from Recruiting Hell, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player or our YouTube channel, and don't forget to leave a review of the show if your podcast platform allows it. It's tremendously helpful. Connect with Rob via LinkedIn, Be sure to visit recruiting-hell.com to subscribe to our newsletter. And of course, follow the show all across social media. Just look for the orange and blue flame logo. 
Recruiting Hell is a production of Westport Studios and is proudly made in Wisconsin. Lastly, be sure to visit and support our sponsors. They make it possible to do this show and make it better every single week. Remember, your job hunt is a marathon, not a sprint, and Recruiting Hell will be here to help you keep pace. Thanks for listening. Hey folks, it's Rob. Are you looking for a new opportunity in an up-and-coming industry that can help you get out of recruiting hell? CoinList, one of the fastest-growing companies in the cryptocurrency space, is hiring. That's right, they not only support this show because they believe in it, but they believe that there's great talent to be found in this audience. Generous comp, great flexibility, incredible benefits, a strong culture, and a powerhouse team sound like a fit for you? Head to www.coinlist.co slash jobs and apply today. That's www.coinlist.co slash jobs. And be sure to let them know that you found them here on Recruiting Hell.